0: This episode of the Restoration Today podcast is brought to you by Goldmore. Is your business struggling to retain employees? Stop burning out your workers and do more with less and start increasing your profits. Become a licensed Goldmore member today and grow your profits using their proprietary system in your restoration business. Goldmore is so confident they offer a 90-day money-back guarantee on the license fee if you are not completely satisfied with the results. Visit goldmoreusa.com to discover how you can truly benefit by using Goldmore, the easiest, most profitable mold removable system, period. Hello, restorers. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Restoration Today podcast. I am very excited today to be joined by Trish Wall, who is part owner of Surf Pro Team Wall. They are a big surf pro on the East coast and they are continuing to grow. I am very excited to have Trish here with me. We're going to talk some about organizational structure and what it looks like when you're experiencing explosive growth over a short number of years. So Trish, thank you so much for joining me. So share a little bit about your background. Like how long have you owned your franchise?
1: Yeah. So, well, first I want to thank you for this opportunity. Um, I'm a podcast junkie, so I just learn so much from podcasts, and so hopefully I could give back a little bit to everybody listening. Um, Love it, but yeah. So we um, what got us into Serve Pro was um, basically two things. Number one, my husband's dream, and then number two, a recession. So, um, so yeah, he had always wanted to own his own business. Okay. Always, actually, the first night we met, he was heading to Austin, Texas, the next morning with his father to look at opening a Fuddruckers franchise. So something about it didn't work out. He didn't really love it. So um, he came back home. Our relationship grew. We both had really good jobs. There's really no reason to leave them. And then boom, recession hits. We both lost our jobs, moved in with his parents. And wouldn't you know, we were trying to have a baby for so long. We got pregnant when we had no jobs. That's living in childhood bedroom.
0: (laughs) So I love it. That's how that goes.
1: So I said, we got to get a real house. We got to get real jobs. So um, yeah, he did a lot of research and came across SurfRO and loved what they stood for. And um, on top of it, his father was actually an entrepreneur himself, had his own dermatology practice and had actually a patient that was a restoration owner and um, checked all the boxes, right? They had a good home. They had paid for all their children's educations, good vacations, all of the things that you want in life. And so We took that chance, um, moved to a place where neither of us are from. We don't have family here. We didn't know a soul and uh, had a baby with us as well and um, started a business. Because what what else? I mean, what else would you do? You know, like if it didn't work out, it didn't work out. That was our attitude. Um, Thinking now, like 13 years later, that's crazy, but that's fine. But um, it worked and it stuck. And so that was 2009. And then 2014, we expanded in the Maryland area, bought four additional licenses. And then in 2019, things got real. We bought eight additional licenses between two metro markets in Pennsylvania. Um, That's the long and the short of it. That's how we got to where we are today.
0: And then we had a pandemic in the middle. So then you got to experience big growth with a pandemic in the middle. I bet that that made things interesting.
1: That sure did.
0: <laughs> so, how many employees are you up to? I know you have three physical locations. Is that right?
1: Yes. So, okay. we are probably just north of 155 employees. Okay.
0: So, what motivated you, especially in 2019, to expand your footprint and buy more locations or licenses?
1: Um, you know, I think honestly, we, my husband and I have this like interesting dynamic of a mesh of personalities. Correct. Um. So I wrote a blog about this, but my whole life with Jim, he has pushed me to do these crazy things and I love achieving those crazy things. So it's more like, he's the one that's drawing us to like, do these things that people would never, ever take on. And then I'm with him. I love being by his side and I love figuring out how to do it. And I love the fact that we achieve it together. And I think that's a big motivating factor. But also, like, I I would, I know this is probably a canned answer that everybody says, but honestly, um, the more you build up this team and the more relationships you have, you don't want to let people down. You know, we have 155 employees. They have spouses. They have kids. They have mothers and siblings they support. And you just think about, like, the broad reach of it all. It's mind-blowing. And if we just walk away, Mm -hmm. you know, you let down all of those people. So,
0: so what kind of what parts of the business do you both fall in? Like, where does where is Jim's niche and what is versus what is your niche?
1: Um, he's for sure more production oriented. Okay. And um, yeah, he, we both were accountants. That's where okay. we first met. Um, but he really just loves that financial side of it and figuring out that piece. And um, definitely more of a visionary. I don't know. Have you ever heard of um, Patrick Lencioni's um, Working Geniuses? No, I have not. It's it's pretty interesting. So there's, um, six God given talents. Um, and all of us have two that we excel at two that we're like just neutral. And then two that we're not, not that we're bad at it. It just takes us like a pep internal pep talk to want to do those things. And, mm-hmm. um, he's definitely got that visionary, like get people excited traits. And yep. for me, that's something I have to work on, um, and then vice versa, I've got this trait of enablement that I'm great at. I love getting in there with a the team and working on it, and making things happen and figuring it out. And that's something that's more of his struggle. So um, it's interesting how that works. So yes. he's definitely a visionary production. I'm more let's figure out the back end process of it all, sales, marketing, HR, that technology for sure. I yes.
0: Mean that's huge in the industry. It has, it is. So what are some of the like biggest challenges you've had to overcome while you've grown so fast?
1: Um, yeah, so I think I'm going to call it, it's the reactivity trap is what I'm going to. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So I'm sure everybody listening can probably um, relate to this, you know, entrepreneurship is quite a, it's quite a rat race, right? So you're like in it. You're trying to figure out, like most of our success, I would say is because of always saying yes. Right. And we'll figure it out. And that gets you into this. It's a good thing, but it also gets you into this trap of reactivity. So you're just trying to keep afloat in the present and all of your decisions are made just to keep you going right now. You're not thinking forward. So I think, you know. This 2019 expansion, that's what we really, that's what we did. We had to slow down a little bit to speed up and rethink about the structure because in that reactivity trap, you're losing process. You're losing documentation of that process. You lose all sorts of accountability because nobody has time to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Your org structure becomes so imbalanced because you're not paying attention to who's managing who. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on, but it, that's really, I think, at the core of it, what most people struggle with is just getting caught in reactivity instead of being proactive. So, and what um, if, sorry, keep going. Sorry, oh, no, 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 go ahead.
0: I was curious, I guess, what you've done to help with the organizational structure piece. Like, have you found that there are new positions you need to fill and shuffle people around, kind of make sure people are in the right seats on the bus, that kind of thing? Like, what, or
1: how did that change? Yes. Yeah, so, I think. Um, where it all spurred is, you know, we have this opportunity. The fact that we're in three Metro markets is a very new thing for Servpro in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something called a multi-market operator. So it's a new, um, kind of structure that they're exploring. And we were literally the first, um, franchise group allowed to do that. And so it's been a bit of like paving the path here and <laughs> it's just You're welcome everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're up to forty different owners who are doing the same thing. So if the group has grown, and um, luckily we are part of this like micro group that they're studying us and working with us, and and likewise we're networking with each other and figuring it out. And the very after the very first meeting we had, I said, "Okay, we got to sit down and look at our org chart and figure this out." So that was number one. Um, mm-hmm anybody's heard of lucid app that was extremely helpful to help create the, that org chart um and really look at how many people we have reporting to one person I mean, yeah there's a point in my time i had 13 people reporting to me and i had to write 13 reviews and i think maybe that might be light for some people out there you might have like 20 people reporting to you but yeah. how effective are you mm-hmm. you know are you really going to give that person great feedback and great leadership probably not So that was key in looking at that. And, you know, Jim always said, you can't effectively manage more than seven people. So I, I keep that in my mind when we're looking at board chart and making sure that we don't have more than seven people reporting to one person.
0: Okay. How have you developed your team and these leaders that are coming in? Like, do you work with coaches? Have you gone through business like training? How do you keep developing your team?
1: That's a great question. And honestly, it's one of our pain points right now is trying to develop our middle management. Um, I myself do a lot of just research. And like I said, I'm a podcast junkie. So just trying to learn that way. Um, but just creating a lot of transparency and being brutally honest, you know, don't, you shouldn't have these reviews twice a year and, um, be bringing up something that's brand new and your, your team member has never heard it before. They should be very aware of what their strengths and weaknesses are. And we need to, create a management um, team that that does that consistently. So it's something we're working on, you know, we are exploring maybe some third party courses or consultants that can come in and teach them. Um, but also, you know, this, this franchise system is great because you have a support system. And so um, on the corporate level, they are working on trainings for specifically management trainings um, to develop the leaders. So. So
0: what are some of the positions that you've filled recently, maybe within the last like 12 to 18 months, the more leadership, higher level positions, what are some of those? And, and I'm curious how you filled those, what your process was for finding candidates for that higher level within your company.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, well, there's two roles I wish we would have filled sooner than we did even before our expansion. Um, HR Mm -hmm. was one of them. Um, we did that way too late. We needed that way before we had it and then a controller as well. So, um, but more recently, you know, it, with the expansion we needed a vice, we call it a vice president of operations for each office. Like, so they're in charge of that office and making sure that it runs well. There's okay. a lot of support behind that as well. Um, and um, that support behind the offices is something we call the centralized team or the shared services. Okay. So it's accounting, finance, sales, marketing, HR, um, And then we have construction too. So, part of what we found is that we need subject matter experts, right, for each business division. And so that's what we're slowly building with the shared services. Um, So we, in April, we hired, we promoted from within um, a COO, and that has been life changing, not only for our business, but I mean honestly for our marriage too. So it's been, it's just been really good to have that neutral party we can go to and, um, you know, talk through things. And it's, it's been wonderful. And he kind of mans all of the mitigation production um, aspects of the business. And so he actually was a Serpro owner himself. Um, We purchased his franchise license in 2019 He became the vice president of operations for our Harrisburg, Pennsylvania office. And then we promoted him to COO. And so it's wonderful. It's been great. Um, That's that's
0: an interesting position to be in that middle, like lieutenant, like be that lieutenant position to the, that's, it takes a very unique person to be able to excel in that position. Anyway, keep going.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, we definitely, um, I try very hard not to make things, it's hard to work with your spouse, right? And it's, (laughs) I try to make it not awkward for anybody we, we try to keep personal stuff far far away it's it hard sometimes but <laughs> yes <laughs> um but let's see what else um we had a construction director of construction we brought that in and that has just in the last six weeks and it's been incredible the change that we've been seeing because of that um and he was again internally promoted okay. um but getting to what people really want to hear about is how do you find them outside of your organization? (laughs) Uh Um, yeah. In September we had our HR manager had left us and all of a sudden we had a lot of positions to fill. So I kind of filled in for that, um, that void that we had, we had 17 open positions. Um, that's a lot. So obviously I put HR manager to the top of that list. (laughs) <laughs> so um, I had a lot of luck um, advertising on LinkedIn. You're allowed to have one free job posting with your profile. And um, what, it, what I've heard is that, you know, it kind of pings people who might be in that field and sends them a message or an email, let them know that this position's open in this part of your area. And the, the few people that I've hired in the last six months, that's how I got them. Um, It's been really good, but I also created um, kind of a structured hiring process. So you know, we start out with uh, exploratory interview via um, Zoom or Teams or whatever it might be, and then it moves to an in-person interview. And then I, if depending on the position, if it's a higher-level position, I definitely do like two more interviews: one with the COO, one with um, Jim. And then I'll do a personality test. I'll do that. Um, the six working geniuses I spoke about uh, kind of tells you how they might mesh in with the team and what their strengths are.
0: So, yep. Yep. Um, so how open have you been to hiring people outside of the industry? That can be across any level within your, within your company. How's been your...
1: um Yeah. I mean, when you get into the sales and marketing, specifically sales piece of it, um, you have to be open. There are not a not a big pool, <laughs> right? So yep. I just try to look for verticals. Um, I hired recently our director of construction or director of sales, is from the trash industry, um, but he sold to the same people that we're yep. selling to, basically. Yep. Um, so that's that's worked out well. Um, I think a lot of the people we've hired have been outside of the restoration industry just because you're looking in a very small market, right? If we're just looking in, Baltimore, Maryland, there's not a ton of them that and usually they've been, the candidates you have have been around the block. <laughs>
0: so yes, I have recruited in your market when I worked for a recruiter in the industry in Harrisburg. Yeah. You know, it's not easy. I, uh, uh-huh. I, yeah. Um, okay. So I'm curious how, and I'm guessing that this somewhat has to do with your shared services. How have you been able to create a cohesive culture across your three locations and make everybody really feel like a team, even though you're maybe not face-to-face every day?
1: For sure the shared services. Um, We do have a a weekly manager's meeting in each office. And so it's virtual. So there's people that are in the office and then we're all virtual as well. So we're at least seeing everybody once a week that way. Um, My uh, marketing manager is fantastic. I love him. And he just launched an internal newsletter. So it goes out once a month. It highlights everybody that's, um, you know, done something. We have a subject matter expert from our centralized team that writes an article um, to just, you know, talk about what's been going on or motivate people, whatever it might be. So that's been really great. Um, Jim and I are really hands-on and in the business. So one of us is in each office at least once a month with meetings and talking to people and, um, And so our our COO, our HR manager is out in Pittsburgh right now, you know, so we're really trying to be in the offices, talking to people and getting to know everyone. Um, Lots of virtual meetings too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm curious how you've, okay. So talk a little bit about your family. How many kids do you have?
1: So three boys. Yep. They're um, 13, 12, and almost 10. Okay.
0: So those are really busy ages and they're all involved in sports and have school and all the things that they're doing. Right. So how are you running a massive company with your husband and managing to be a parent and be present?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say I'm on the struggle bus with that one, but same and I'm not running that big of a business. Same. I get it. So, um, yeah. But I, I know I complain about their sports all the time between the three of them. They are in now eight different travel sports, eight. And so then it's not one at a time, oh So, but I, I complain about it, but <laughs> cause I literally never sit down. But at the same time, what that gives me is a lot of one-on-one driving time with them. I mean, I have yeah. a four-year-old car and it's got 115,000 miles on it. So just think about the time <laughs> I have with my sons <laughs> driving. So, I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of forced present time with them and it's nice. So um, that's been good, but it's a struggle. I'm trying to figure it out for sure. Um, we went on vacation in August to uh, Yellowstone and Grand Tetons, which was mm-hmm. awesome. Have you ever been there? I have
0: not. I bet it was amazing. Oh.
1: amazing and it kind of made you think okay I gotta I gotta do something I gotta be with my family more this you know I can't do this so I just started in August building a vision of how I'm gonna get there and it's been in progress ever since, but um, steps have been taken, and I, I see the, the I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Just hiring a few more key positions, I feel like we'll be there.
0: <laughs> so, what kind of is your goal? Like, if you had everybody in the right seats and your business was a well-run machine, what would your level of involvement be?
1: I'd like to just be forty hours a week. Would be great. <laughs> I think I'd take that. That's part no. time. It's a vacation. <laughs> I,
0: yes, I get that. What's it like working with the other Surf Pro owners who are going through the expansion with you? Like, are you all, how often do you guys meet? How often does the circle of franchise owners meet?
1: Yeah, so it's about three to four times a year. Um, right. We just had our meeting in uh, Florida a couple weeks ago, and I love it. I just love hearing what everybody's doing and learning from them. You know, the more I can just not talk and the more I can listen, the better. Um, Everybody's got a different take on it and a different way. And, you know, the way one person does it might not really fit with what we do or what our process or culture is, but it's interesting to hear it, right? And to learn from it because there might be some piece of that that could be applicable for us. So It's been great and it's, you know, um, corporate or they call themselves HQ. HQ has been great about supporting us and really listening. You know, the technology piece is a huge opportunity and they've worked so hard over the last few years to increase that and listen to what we need and really take action on it. And it's great to have a voice um, to HQ um, and and be heard and, and see it happen
0: how did you pick serve in the first place? Was, was it your, your husband's friend? Did he own a serve or you like explored different franchise opportunities? And that's how you found serve and decided that was for you.
1: Yeah. So yeah, my, um, my husband's dad's patient had a service master. So that's what okay. we experienced first. And, um, I don't know. I, I didn't do the research, honestly. I thought you cleaned up your basement with a shop back. Like I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> no Same. Okay. Um, <laughs> So honestly, at that point, I was so focused on my prior career that I didn't. This was all Jim's thing. I'm like, I didn't even plan on being a part of it, to be quite <laughs> honest. <laughs> like, Sorry. So, yeah i um, I was exploring my own, and I got offered a position here in Maryland. Um, but we realized if I took that, and Jim pursued serve pro our poor son would never have a mom or dad. So I decided to not take that position and I became our sales and marketing representative and worked part-time, like legit part-time then (laughs) and was there for my son. And thank God, because I think Jim worked 20 hours a day for five years straight. So I was able to be there and be the mom. So what are, do you have some growth goals from here?
0: Or are you kind of like, okay, let's adapt to this and then we'll figure it out. Like what is your, what are your five or 10 year plans look like now?
1: So yes, we do have growth goals. We have a few exciting opportunities out there that we're exploring. Um, so yeah, we want to continue to grow. I feel like we have completed 80% of this hard work by creating documentation and structure and process and training and, you know, I feel like now we have that in place that we can open another office and really like, not that it's cookie cutter, but we've got the plans in place to do it and the support in place with a centralized team. So, you know, continuing as long as we have funding <laughs> to do it and can afford it, we want to continue to grow um, 10 years. We'll see. I mean, we're always entertaining, you know, to, an exit plan at some point. So, yeah. Um... <laughs> Not anytime soon, but I've got to think in 10 to 15 years, we, we want to start thinking about what the next chapter looks like. So think any of your sons
0: are going to be interested in construction, Roastery? <laughs> Hard to say.
1: Hard to say. One wants to be a plumber. Um, and I think I the other close. two want to be hockey players. <laughs> so. I feel that. <laughs> yep. yep. That's what reality looks like when they go to college. So. <laughs> Yep.
0: I I totally hear that. That is my, that is my eight-year-old. They were supposed to do like team day at school the other day, which I didn't know about until after the fact, I'm guessing you run into those moments too, where you're like, whoops, missed that. But they also were doing, um, maybe your school is the same way. They were doing spirit month all month a month of spirit oh days, gosh. which we fully <laughs> really don't need to do like a week of spirit days is enough. Right. And some of them are like, dress up as your favorite book character, dress up as this. I'm like, I don't know. And so my son apparently wanted to have his friends be a hockey team, but one mom texted me at like 8 PM the night before and was like, okay, none of us have any hockey gear. So can we do Harry Potter? And I'm like, well, I don't have anything Harry Potter, but we're just going to live through this because come on. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Luckily, there some of those Spirit Days they think are kind of lame, so that they give me a break. So that's nice. But (laughs) school now, I'm like, I don't. It's a lot. Fabrics has become rich because of the Spirit Days. I think. (laughs) Uh huh. Yep
0: i I hear that. Okay, so I saw that you guys were nominated for the Serve Pro One Team MVP Award. Is that right? So what does that mean? Like, how does that come about? What is
1: that? That was such a fun morning. I walked in, I was holding like seven bags and all of my drinks. And my husband's like, Trish, come here. And I was like, Oh, what now? Like, what challenge do we have to figure out now? It's like, we got nominated for the MVP award. I'm like, what? So it's a quarterly award and it's given like, there's three nominees from franchise groups, franchise um, employees, and then corporate employees. Um, So I don't know how we got nominated. I really don't know, but um, they do a whole write-up about who you are, what you've done. And um, then people put really in some really nice um, quotes and um, sentiments about you. So yeah, they're voting until March 31st. And so we'll see if we get it and we'll have a big party for our team and celebrate. It's pretty exciting.
0: (laughs) That is really exciting. Okay. Before we wrap it up, I want to talk about podcasts. If you're a podcast junkie, share some of your favorites.
1: Oh, sure. So, um, I mean, what really got me into leadership was, uh, the entre leadership podcast It's yep. under the Dave Ramsey group. Yep. Um, I loved it so much. I even did at the end of the podcast, they asked for like, um, you can book a zoom appointment to give your feedbacks. So, of course, I'm such a dork. I did. <laughs> like,
0: so. I do love that, that podcast a lot. That's yeah, a
1: lot of, great guests on there. Um, so I love that. Um, there's a a really short five minute, uh, podcast called marketing school with Neil Patel. Um, so if you just want to learn more about digital marketing and what that space looks like, that's a really quick educational tool. Um, I want to know a little bit to be dangerous about everything that I manage. So that was helpful. Um, I love head, heart and boots. I just, um, started getting turned onto that with Chris Nordyke and Brandon Reese. Um, and I do, I do love a like Joe Rogan. I just love the guests he has and I, I, he's great. He's so conversational and the things you learn. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Anything you want to add before we wrap it up? But I could just thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, and then, you know, I always love connecting with other restoration owners, franchise owners. So if anybody wants to reach out and chat, I'm more than happy to. Perfect. Well, thank you, Trish, so much for your time. Good luck on the MVP award.
0: I hope that you guys win it. And um, I look forward to hopefully meeting you in the future and um, getting to know you more. Good luck to all your kids in their sports. Yeah, thanks. Likewise.
1: For more restoration today, visit our website, cnrmagazine.com, or find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts.